Where we tell our stories our way in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, we've got a lot going on down here in Tulsa. And people are coming from everywhere down on Greenwood. We had a live remote today from down there next to Wanda J's Next Generation Restaurant. And uh, a lot of people, people just everywhere for this centennial. So if you don't know about the centennial, the 100 years. Uh, that's what it marks on May 31st. Do some study and do some research. Grab your children and explain it and tell them about it. You know, you know, each one teach one. You know, and that's what we want to do. So we want to do that. So a lot of things going on. Also, I want you guys to keep in mind that hey, we're having a community festival that's going to take place. It's called the North Tulsa Community Festival. June 5th, right across the street from the radio station, uh, we've got some of Tulsa's finest entertainers, uh, speakers, uh, you name it, poets, everybody going to be out there. Food trucks, uh, vendors, uh, kids zone, you know, kids can come out there and play. And we're giving hot dogs, free hot dogs to all the children 12 and under, you know, they can eat for free. So mama don't have to cook. She don't want to eat some hot dogs. Y'all eat that junk anyway. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm just saying and being kind of funny. But uh, let's see. Also, I uh, want to let you guys know that uh, the Vernon AME Church down on Greenwood, Pastor Turner, is having some events uh, tomorrow. It's a lot of things going on. The Greenwood Cultural Center uh, has uh, Kenzie uh, art display going on down up in there. So, if you're interested in some history and some black art, go down there and participate along with them. You can visit our website. Our website is KBOB 89.9. Uh, no, let me back it up. KBOB 899.com. That's where the website is. And we have a listing of events and things going on right here in our fair city of uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know, so want to do that. We've got a show today, so I want you guys to 
grab your pen and your pencil or whatever you got and sit back and kick back. Miss Hilda Bowyer is in the house, and we're going to be conversing and talking about uh, her her acting career and her book that she uh, has written and things like that. So we want you to stick around, tell a family member, tell a friend, tell somebody, hey, Hilda's in the house, and that's what's going to be going on right here. All right, we're going to be right back, so stick around, okay? Peace and black power. This is the prince of Pan-Africanism, Dr. Umar Johnson. Whenever yeah, I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I'm listening to The Bobby Eaton Show, 89.9 FM KBOB, for news, information, and critical analysis. The Bobby Eaton Show, that's where Dr. Umar hangs out. North Star Security and Private Investigation provides over 35 years of experience to ensure your security and investigation needs are met. Our officers are fleet and state certified. If you are seeking employment, stop by our website at www.NorthStarSecurityAndPI.com. For details on quotes and employment opportunities, call today at 918-248-6592. That's 918-248-6592. North Star Security and Private Investigation. We're ready for life beyond COVID-19, beyond boundaries. And the vaccine is our best shot at getting there. Walk in for a free COVID-19 vaccine at the Community Vaccination Center, located at the Tulsa Community College Northeast Campus. How to order chicken wings. Number one, find a good wing spot. I know a wing spot. Max Wings. Number two, decide if you want a combo or if you want to order a la carte. Huh? What's that? Well, combos come with chicken, veggie sticks, fries, and a drink for a discounted price. A la carte means that you order each item separately. Ah, okay. Three, decide if you want bone-in, boneless, or cauliflower wings. And then determine the delicious flavor you want on your wings. I didn't even know cauliflower had wings. You learn something new every day. Have you been to Max Wings? Max Wings is located at 782 East Pine Street in Tulsa. We're open Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. and on Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Come to Max Wings, home of the dry rub fry. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to the Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Oh, 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 oh,
Ah, uh, yeah, we're back here on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hilda Bowyer, how are we doing, lady? Hey, I'm well. How about you, Bobby? Great. Great to have you on the show, and uh, I know you've been busy. You've been one busy body, right? I have been busy. I am busy. You know, okay, well, before we get into that, you know, for those who don't know who you are, because a lot of us do know who you are, tell us where you're from. I'm from T-Town. I'm from <laughs> I knew I had to ask that. The north side. North side T-Town, born and raised, grew up here in the community. And what schools did you go to? I went to Charles S. Johnson, went to Carver, and I went to Booker T. Washington. Yeah, Booker T. I had a little crush on you back then, too. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. So, you know what? What started your acting career? Because I know you did some plays and all that back in high school and you know, I've always loved acting since a child, a small one. I used to put on feather boas for my sister Ruth and her friends and just show off with acting, you know, with just pretending. Just pretending. Pretending, huh? yes. I've always loved it. My friends say, you've always been a dreamer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's good to know, you know, that you've been a dreamer and uh, uh, that things have worked out well for you. You know. They're on their way. Yeah. So as a young person, you just be going around just around the house or around the what? Yeah, I just I just always loved um, acting. Although uh, I can remember doing some plays and Easter speeches at Vernon AME, where I you know grew up in that church, getting all mixed up and couldn't go forward, and you would never know I was an actor. You never I'm, would. Yeah, huh? I'm scared. And yeah. So all of that too. Oh, okay, okay, all of that too. All of that. So you left Tulsa. What year was that you left? I left uh, in '73 when I graduated. '73? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Wow. '73. You just as soon as you just graduated, you left. Where did you go? I started at Clark College in Atlanta. I went there for a year, and then <clears throat> I uh, I transferred across the street to Spelman. So I stayed there a couple of years, and I wound up graduating at uh, Wayne State in Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. How was life there? Which one? Either one. Oh, I mean, I know it was a difference between the two schools, huh? Yeah, I lost a lot of credits when I transferred from Spelman to Wayne State University. So it was, was like you never did go. Shocking, huh? yeah, because Spelman's a, like one of the top ten schools, I think, now. So you had to do those credits, all, you had to do it all over again, huh? I had to kind of go way back. Plus, I was doing pre-med at Clark and at Spelman, and then when I got to uh, Wayne State, I switched to theater. Oh, did you? Yeah. What was that like, working at Wayne State in theater? Who did you meet back in then in those days? Wayne State has a very good theater department. Um, the Murkison uh, came through there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you... I know the name. You know her, Pesa, yeah, and uh, just a lot of people. Von Washington was one of my drama teachers. Uh, Marty Molson was over the theater department at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I studied uh, oral interpretation. Dr. Boyce, Dr. Larry James, uh, a young black man that was really helpful in my direction. Mm, strong, iconic people, huh? Mm-hmm. That were taking place. Now, being an actress, or do they, do they call it actress? Or you just act. I heard two different definitions. <laughs> They're not called actresses anymore. They're just actors. 
you know. Yeah, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, the pronoun on the noun you mm-hmm. describing an actress mm-hmm. if it's a female actor. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a lot of work being in that field right there that people, I mean, you got to read a lot, you know, right? Scripts and things like that. Yeah, but if you love it, then it's fun. All that work is play. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yes. I look at it's it's a lot of work, but it's so much fun to me that it's play. It's play. It's not it's a burden. It's not a burden to you. Yeah. Just imagine like when you play in your music. Oh yeah, yeah. That's work. You go into work. Right. You but you play. It feels so good to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Artistic people and creative people have that passion to do what they love, mm-hmm. and it does. It's not just a job you know it's uh, working is good work yeah that's what i call good work right there so you were acting even on the college campuses and doing different things back in that time frame Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden did you you graduated or did you did you huh yeah i graduated uh it took me a long time though okay it's okay i did graduate you graduated graduated from wayne state um and then i Left for the on tour with Gap Band. As soon mm-hmm. as I graduated, I was, you were right. We was with Gap Band. I did, and I went so quick that I didn't even get to walk to stage and get my degree. They mailed it to my dad. Oh, really? Yeah, I was so excited. What to were you doing with the Gap Band? I was working with wardrobe, wardrobe, and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Charlie now. Charlie. I spoke Ryan. to Charlie yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Robert was my is my uh, heart. Yeah, Robert. Robert Lynn. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, I was Robert's dresser. Uh-huh. <laughs> Make sure his outfits were together. Yeah, and stuff and, like and that. Ch- and help him change in between. Yeah. You know. uh, yeah, all out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh yeah. 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 Out of T-town. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know that part right there. You know. So yeah, you were with Gap Band. Yeah, my sister Linda and I both uh, toured. Yeah, during the, uh, the 80s, 80s like and back 80, in the day. 82, huh? Okay, well, good. That's good. So I imagine that's how Linda and Ronnie met, right? Okay. They right. probably knew each other already because yeah, but yeah. Uh, they all went to school together. Uh-huh. You know? Okay, I'm going to get too deep into it. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, upon leaving the Gap Band, did you go back to the uh, towards Wayne State and some of those places or to live or where did you where did you, you know live? I came to uh I went to California that's where the tour ended and then I just was taking my time to see did I want to live in California or New York mm-hmm. and so I spent several months LA. in LA trying to figure that out and at that point it was not for me so I moved to New York so well yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New York was a better place for people in theater and things to do and it like was that. a better place for me. It was, it was the energy. That, there's nothing like New York. It has a different kind of feel Ooh, to it, doesn't it? It's a lot of energy, a lot of everything. You can find anything you want. Yeah, I know. I've been there. I've yeah. <laughs> been there a few times, you know, and I, I, I understand the culture. Yeah. You know, and it's... Uh, so intellectual. Yeah, it is. So yes. I could learn. And see, L.A. is different. I lived there for years, and it's totally a different animal. Beach bum. Yeah, beach bum, and you know, people in LA can do can take a picture with a celebrity, and then they can say, "Yeah, man, me and Will Smith was hanging out, man." I, you know, and, and fabricate a story behind it. You know, I've seen that happen before, and all they did was take a picture with someone. So you got to kind of watch it out there in California, you know. And some people aren't who they say they are, you know. Yeah. So. <clears throat> 
But Hollywood. It, it is Hollywood. It's Hollywood. Holly weird. You know, that's what we call <laughs> Watch it. Watch out now. I live out there now. <laughs> <laughs> you're out there now. So you're actually in the movie industry. And, uh, you know, I've seen you on one or two uh, shows. Like uh, you did NCIS. I did. And you did Grey's Anatomy. And what are some of the other ones that you may have done? Um, let's see. I've done... Um... I've done a lot of shows, How to Get Away with Murder. Um, let me look and see what are the yeah. Can't remember them all, yeah. huh? I think that I'll be on Grey's Anatomy this coming Thursday and next Thursday. So that's still going. Uh, but I've been on Modern Family. Okay. Um, that was one of my favorites. Was it fun? Had, is that the one so with, uh, uh, which one is that with, uh, what's his name? It plays a grandfather, uh, Ty, Ty Burrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I might have messed up his name, but I think that, that and Julie, Julie Bowman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was funny. I had a stunt, a stunt double where I fell, fell down and stuff. It was, it was great. Mm-hmm. Then on Young Sheldon, Big Bang Theory. Young Sheldon? Yeah. Now, what was that like? It was fun. The little boy was so cute. Was he? They were, uh, another little boy was calling me the wrong name. Forget what how he was pronouncing my what name. What part was you playing? I you... played uh, on a Halloween show, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I played a, a someone giving out candy, and I was the only one who knew uh, who he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he was he was a, a character of a of a guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't think. Call his name Carl Carl Sagan. Mm-hmm. He was playing Carl Sagan, and Carl I was the only one who knew okay. that who he was. Yeah, and insecure, atypical. Shameless. I had a good role on Shameless. Now, what was that like on Shameless? Um, it was fun. The first time I was on there, I worked directly with William C. Macy, and this last time, it was with the guy, the character Lip. I can't remember his his uh, real name now, but uh, mm-hmm. I played a, a neighbor that was a little bit uh, mischievous. Oh, really? It's funny, yeah. So finding these roles and things like that is that uh like uh you have, you got an agent? Or you just kind of seek it out for yourself, you know? Yeah, no, I have an agent and a manager. And a manager. <clears throat> and they find the roles and stuff for you. Mm-hmm. They do. Oh. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of COVID, so all of the auditions are happening at home now, which is so helpful to me. Is it better? Oh, it's so much better for me. Well, is it on Zoom and things like that? Yeah, you tape it yourself. And my son, Paris, uh, tapes my interviews. Or tapes my auditions, and then um, I send them in, and next thing you know, you got a good call. You got a call or two, huh? agent calling you, telling, hey, you, you got, got to work. You booked. You booked, and so you just go to work. That's right. Go to work. Now, uh, you sent me some pictures. I believe that was, uh, was it Debbie Allen? Yes, I work with her on Grey's Anatomy. On Grey's Anatomy, and uh, uh, Tina Knowles' husband. Richard Lawson. Uh, Richard Lawson. That's yes. I couldn't think of his name, you know. And so, mm-hmm. what part did you play on uh, on that? Well, I play uh, Winston, Doctor Winston, uh, Indugo's grandmother. Okay. Yeah, he he and Maggie are engaged. The other. And doctor. so you were the grandmother, I'm right? The grandmother of Winston. Yeah. Okay. And my son is uh, who is Professor Ogilvy? What is his name? Dam- uh, Damien. Not Damien, but um, anyway, people will know him from the Parkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays my son on there. Plays your son, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Hmm. 
Well, look here. We're going to go to the phone lines right quick. Okay. I think we got somebody who wants to talk to you. Let's see who we got right here. 918-934, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby, Hello? Bobby's uh, hooked Ray Rowe up. <laughs> Can't, uh, he on the... Hey, this is Marcus Ray Rowe. Okay, hey, man, how you been? Yes, well, I'm great, Bobby. <laughs> thank you for hooking me up, and thank you for hooking my sister up. Oh, yeah, Captain I know. the love of my tight. heart. Yeah, y'all been pretty tight yeah. since high school, right? No, it goes further back now. It goes further Lower back than that. Back. Yeah, way back. Yeah, really? Holy tails and holy tails and what they call them, uh, bullets. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Way, way back. Yeah. Oh, that had to be probably Pretty over the girls or something. Oh, Charles, 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 Charles Johnson. Johnson. Oh, y'all really yeah. were back. Mm-hmm. She was on. Mm-hmm. She was on Elgin, and I was on Eastern. We were both right. I was next door to Charles Johnson, and she was right around the block. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Y'all so, been yeah. buddies. We go, we go way, way back. Yes, sir. Well, man, that's so great. I'm, I'm really proud of Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> that's Cassie. been her passion. <laughs> uh, that's what we know is Cassie. I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> well, I, I, I just haven't been able to get used to that. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I have to apologize. It's not my yeah. intention. But, uh, yeah. She that's been her passion ever since yeah. we were little. Yeah, first I used and to I've say, always supported her. I used to say, Hilda Bowie. Now, which one is that? Which Bowie is that? Because I know Kathy, you know what I mean? And then yeah. I had to put it all together. I say, man, that's okay, same person, you know? Yeah. That's right. That's right, man. Hey, man, you get a chance, come by here and holler at me. You know, I'm at the radio station, and uh, these doors okay, are all they open to the community. So uh, come by and holler. Okay, brother. You over uh, there on uh, North, Norfolk? Or, or, yeah, right. Or North, Norfolk. Or Norfolk, right over here, though, where my grandpa's barbershop used to be. Uh, right. I'm in yeah, the same building. Paper over there. I know yeah, just you, where it is. <laughs> you know, I know you do. You know, yeah, you know right. I do. <laughs> yeah, I know well, you I do. Bet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back in those days. Okay, yeah. brother. All right, yeah. man. You take care. That's Marcus Road, right? Yeah, yeah. Marcus Road. That's your road dog, huh? Yeah, that's my heartbeat. Heartbeat go hard, you know. So, what would you uh, tell some young actors or actresses how to go about getting into the business? I'd say get in a play. <clears throat> start off in a play. Start off in a play so that you can get comfortable with, you know, being in front of people and and. Uh, just to see how it feels and if you really love it or not, because that play will make or break you. You got to do that before a live audience. Mm-hmm. Every night or whatever, huh? Yeah, any night, one mm-hmm. time would be good enough to shake you down if you're not if you don't really want to be an actor and in front of all these people trying to remember lines of television. Have you, have you ever forgot lines and stuff Ooh, like that? Yes. And like, oh man, what am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. So bad. Have you? Uh-huh, I had a really, uh, I won't go into everything. Go ahead. What's your next question? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know because they say, well, how can you succeed without failure? You know, and so sometimes we stumble, you know. Yeah, yeah. I had a big stumble with Theater North. It's oh, here in Tulsa? the biggest stumble ever. Oh, really? Yeah, I was uh, doing a play 
uh, Sigh of the of the Blind Pig. It's a famous play, and um, Theater North. And this guy Columbus, he's passed now. He was not. He hadn't been doing a lot of acting, and we were supposed to go on much later. But he convinced me, and I want to blame it on him, even though he's passed, to go out on the stage when it wasn't our turn. So we showed up out there, and the guy that was on the stage was looking like, "Why are y'all? What here? were y'all doing out here, huh?" Yeah, and so we messed up everything. So they had to just stop. The guy left. He said, "I'm out of here." He made it up and just said, "I'm out of here." And then we were left, and that was like sort of the end of the play. So the play ended early because we messed up so bad. Listening to him. Listening huh? to me. Listening to Columbus. I knew better, but you, a stage manager would uh, help you to avoid all that. They'll be right there to make mm-hmm. sure, you know, you're not going yet. You're up next, so stand by, huh? Yeah, a good stage manager would, would never let that happen. Wow, that's that's interesting. Because yeah. you know, people don't know what goes on behind closed doors. <laughs> right. They really don't, you know. So uh, you'll be able to overcome a lot of that stuff right there, right? What's your favorite favorite? Should I say screen series or TV series or movie or what you what's been your favorite one that you say, Oh man, I love doing this one? Oh, you know, I did a lot of good uh black plays back in the day, like uh, all of the major ones, fences and all of those. I mm-hmm. loved doing fences. You, were, you did fences too? I did roles behind fences and uh it was for the uh Russian Guild actor, the, the the Russian Guild, the actors, whatever the, the Russian is, but whatever the they guild is, the right, Russian. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, I did a play in Harlem for a long time at the Harlem Little Theater called Community Kitchen, and that was a good play. We toured around a lot of places, but that was the main. As far as television, so far I love Grey's Anatomy uh, and that role I have. They, it's a sweet role and and uh, it's a reoccurring role. It's recurring and it's sweet and um, so I hope it'll last. You like, okay. last. okay, you're getting a lot of action on there, huh? Well, it's just a good sweet role for me to just be sweet and good grandmother and uh, the all, sweet the sweet grandmother, huh? Yes, and that's what I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, right there. You know, finding something that you love doing and and that's what you want to be yeah you know doing what you want to do and that's you know being in uh being in the industry i know it has its challenges you know from time to time and it's all these celebrities on set doing things and stuff like that now is there good vibes amongst everybody or is there kind of some difficult stuff going on yeah I, i've always had a good time and good vibes and good feelings around all of the uh, people in television that I've been with. Mm-hmm. I heard other stories about people who are not acting right or whatever, but I haven't really run into that. Most of the sets I've been on, they want to keep it in a real positive energy, and they want things to be, everybody to be happy. They want everybody to be, you know, doing their best work, mm-hmm. and so it's always real pleasant for me. Do they cater to you? Yeah, if you nice. if you were on the show, they they cater to you. Water, you're the actor, you the talent, but if you're the yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little artificial in some ways, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. It's fun. Okay. Um, working with certain actors and actresses, who's been some of your favorites? 
actors and actresses. Yeah, who you you know who you really been on set with, and you say, yeah, wow, I, I like working with these people. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Viola Davis. Okay, yeah, we love her. We love her. Ooh, we love her. She's just real, huh? She's real, and she's such a talent. She's she's uh, she's as good as it gets. As far as I can see, in the industry, huh? Yes. Yeah. You thought it was Merle Street, but no, <laughs> it was Viola Davis. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, what well, did you work with her on? On how to get away with murder. How to get get away with murder. Yeah. Okay. And um, who else do I do I really enjoy? I like me some Viola Davis. So, yeah. You know, I do. She's really good actress. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we all love Denzel. I've not worked with him. But uh, who who have I worked with? I've worked with a lot of people. And I forgot everything now. You went drawing a blank, huh? Yeah. But it happened that way when you had an abundance of people you work with. You know. I I worked with Sam Jackson. You know, when I first started off, that was my yeah. first. Yeah, uh, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. What was that like working with him? Oh, was that in the beginning stages? That was the very beginning stage. That was my first union play mm-hmm. called Pearly Victorious. He was Pearly. I was Idella. And uh, Latanya was in it, his wife, and and we uh, we had Joan Lewis was our director, and so we wound up doing the show at Piedmont Park in Atlanta, and then we toured. Uh, we had we had a really good time with that, and he's a lot of fun. A lot of fun, huh? Yeah, he, he seemed like he would be. Yeah, he's pretty down to earth, huh? Yeah, and just regular. Mm-hmm. You know, so have you ever worked with any snooty people? Snooty. Kind of snooty and uppity and just, you know, don't have too many. Mm-hmm. No, you don't Not run across it, huh? Recall, no. Oh, okay. It's different than the music industry. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it's a few people who kind of got their got the nose up in the air. Some entertainers. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you know, I can't. I don't know what's going on now with these young people. So I presume that you run across a lot of young actors and actresses, too. Yeah, I worked with um, up and coming Issa Rae. She was fun. She's smart. She went to Stanford, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, she's witty. You know, I like her. I was on her show, uh, Insecure, and uh, so she's one of the up and coming young ones that really knows how to handle. Mm-hmm. Now, is the industry different? Because you've been doing this for a while. Is it real different than what it was in the day? I haven't always done television. I've only done television for say the last. You done a lot years. of plays, huh? Yeah, I did hundred plays. Yeah. Uh, from you know the beginning to, and then I kind of backed off from plays. It's no money in plays. Even if you're on Broadway, you ain't gonna make so much. Yeah, I know. Unless you're a star already. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so much work. So I prefer television now that I've got that foundation of of uh, theater. Um, television. You do it, and you don't like it. You start, you stop it, and start it again mm-hmm. till you get it like they want it. So that's it's. Uh, you might easier. do ten takes, huh? You're gonna do ten takes. Are you gonna do, huh? You're gonna do ten plus. And they're gonna pick the best one out of that. Yeah, they'll just say, "Let's go again. Let's go again." I don't care how good you thought it was, and it may not have anything to do with your acting. It might be, you know, we need a wider shot. Or we need this, and then. They turn it around and do it from the other side. Like audio wasn't clear enough or something. Huh? Yeah, all kind of reasons. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting, too, because I kind of knew that, but I know that um, they're going to challenge you. Yeah. They want to get the shot. They want to get everything correct. 
Yeah, so you just have to make up your mind that you're not going to bit, get uh, irritated with it and all of that. Just Have there. you had to do it over and over and over, and then all of a sudden the director say, all right, let's take a break. Yeah, because they're on a time frame a with time the union, frame, and they've got to have right. lunch. they got to have uh, lunch and all of that mm, stuff. At a certain hour and come back. Yeah, and they want to keep in budget, and so it's a lot happening behind the scenes. People don't realize this, but those cameras and those directors and all, they cost money. So much it's money. big money. So much money. Yeah, so much money to uh, have those film crews out there working and doing all that with those expensive cameras and, yeah. you know, and things like that. And they got to know what they're doing, too. And all those union people that are getting paid behind mm-hmm. the scenes, too. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes union people? Yes, all those cameramen and everybody's yeah. union. They're on the clock. And yeah. so they're going to take their break when time comes to take it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Kind of similar. I remember when I was in the union and, you know, union break, you know, all right, back up. Yeah, and that union overtime, that's how a lot of the money comes through because you go overtime and it turns into double time after mm-hmm. about two hours. And you get paid double time. Yes, everybody does. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So you want a 16-hour day. Yeah, you want that. <laughs> What's a normal day? Probably, uh most, I would say the average day for me has been, uh, you know, less than eight hours. Less than eight less hours? Less than eight hours, yeah. Sometimes I even go in there and be out in two hours. If okay. They, if they bring you in and you do your shot. But um, Do, the, do the shooting starts real early in the morning? It depends stuff? on if they're doing a, a scene that's at night or that's, you know, early. So a lot of times it is a 5 a.m. call. Mm-hmm. And, early in the morning. So yeah. I mean, you got to wake up at... Three o'clock or something to get ready, huh? I don't know about all that. I, I probably wake up going. at quarter to five and then leave. By five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Leave. Because you got to be on time. Right? got to be on time. If you're not you're on time, do they, do they uh, deduct? Uh, what I happens there? I haven't experienced that. I don't you know always, you, you are, You're always on time. I don't want to experience it, yeah. yeah. I don't know what they would do if you didn't show up on time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's been a few big names that just didn't come on time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. After you get the real big, you those big you names, do. you do what you want to do. After you get, they may them. not even start shooting till you get there. Yeah, you somebody know. like me, you better show up on time. Are <laughs> <laughs> you funny? Yeah, but hey, the idea that you're blessed to be able to do what you do. A lot of people, that's a dream for them to be able to act and be on that big stage and mm-hmm. get in front of people and cameras and things, you know, that's that's an accomplishment, you know, and so we can't take that kind of stuff for granted. Just keep on doing what you're doing because uh, it's going to happen even bigger. I believe that. You know, it's going to go, you're going to go and be doing some real, I mean, you're doing big things now, but it's going to be some larger things that you're going to do in your career, you know. But one thing about uh, movies and TV there's no time frame of age right. there. Right. You know, you don't have to be a young whippersnapper, music musician, or vocalist, mm-hmm. and then you know, but you can still live on for, you know, in that area over there, no matter how old you are. Right? Yeah, Cicely Tyson showed us that. Oh, she showed us that for sure. It's yeah. one of my favorites. She. Did you get a chance to meet her ever? I may have met her, but I've never worked with her. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's she worked right up to the last minute. She did. 
She did a lot, too. Yes, she did. Well, she put it in. She played Viola's mother on uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And she's still, I, didn't, I haven't seen that movie. I need to see it. It's a TV show. On TV ABC. show. It's over now. It's yeah. finished, but uh, it was running for it a while. It was running for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I could go in somewhere in the archives or somewhere and review. Oh, you can. Some of that. I'm pretty sure I can find it now. I, can, I know I can find it. So. With that being said, uh, we're going to take a little, what they call, pause for the calls. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got to pay some bills. And uh, we're going to be right back. So we want you to stick around, okay? What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson. And you listen to 89.9 FM. Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, this is Ralph Johnson of Earth and Empire, and whenever I'm in Tulsa, I'm tuned in to KPOD 89.9 on the FM. Hey, it's Alfre Woodard. When I'm in Tulsa, I keep it on K Bob. That's how I find out what's really happening. KBOB 89.9 FM. Hello, Tulsa. This is Janetta Toll with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. Every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry-out only, but you can call 918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janice. Food on the Move and Warden Comprehensive Health Services presents the drive through COVID vaccination clinic. Happening May the 11th, 2021, from 4 to 7 p.m., the first 100 participants receive two-dose Moderna's or the one-dose Johnson & Johnson. If you want to skip the line, call now at 918-388-1990. Food on the move every Tuesday on Greenwood. Let's go fresh, Tulsa. Last Stop Lawn Maintenance and Landscaping is hiring today. Must have a valid driver's license and must have a two years verifiable experience mowing and lawn maintenance with the company. Strict attendance policy is required. Honest, dependable, and team-oriented. No sex offenses or crime against children. Must apply online at www.laststoplawnmaintenance.com. Apply today. Hey, it's Denise with Addie Mae's Food for the Soul, where we cater to vegan, Presbyterian, and everyday sultry soul food. We have Meatloaf Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, Chicken Wing Wednesdays, Turkey and Dressing Thursday, Fish Fridays, Barbecue Saturdays, and Sundays is our sultry soul food. We're located at 5266 North Peoria. You can contact us with call-in orders at 918-845-2989, and we also deliver with DoorDash. Hope to see you soon.
Yo, this is Gary Little G Jenkins, lead singer from the multi-platinum R&B group Silk. And you're listening to KBOB 89.9 FM. Oh, yeah, KBOB 89.9, the Bobby Eaton Show here in the studio here with Hilda Bower, actress, I'm going to say actress extraordinary, uh, Hilda Bower, you know. So, hey, um, um, you ever worked any other jobs outside of acting? Huh? Yeah, you can't wait on these acting parts until you get there. So in between, I've done... A lot of jobs. Matter of fact, right now I'm a uh, Department of Children and Family Service social worker, children's social worker. So you're doing that too, huh? Right now. Mm -hmm. I'm on vacation right now. Okay, okay. Yeah, I do that uh, full time. Full time. That's Mm -hmm. your full time gig. That's my full time gig. And so you act when you can, huh? Yeah, I act. Yeah, I love when they call me and then I go. You just take off, huh? Yeah. I've worked at American Airlines. uh-oh. Post office. I, I have to. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you know. Mm-hmm. Been there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've worked a lot of jobs in order to keep myself going. but uh, In order to live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep stuff happening. You know, we got to pay the bills. Got to have a backup. All the time. You know, and so it's kind of like if you you don't prepare yourself, hey, look what's going to happen. You know, so we have to. Being a, adults and being uh, mature enough to do the right thing. Yeah. You know. So you got children? I have children. Uh, I had children. They're grown now. But you got some grown folks? <clears throat> yeah, but I had children, and I had to make sure they were fed. You know, what helped me uh, a long time was being on the Tom Joyner morning show, It's Your World. It was a soap Oh, opera. It's Your World. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did that weekly. And, uh, did you? I did for okay. about ten years, and uh, Brad Sanders, who's the producer, and Myra J, they're both in Atlanta now. They ran it out of El- El Burbank, and every Wednesday I would go on, and they hired my children also, Paris and Winter. Oh, really? Yeah, and so they had characters too, and so we all got those checks every week. Uh-huh. I remember that, that segment. Mm-hmm. You did it for how long? Ten years. I remember that. Yeah. So that was you Tracy. on there, huh? Yeah, played Tracy. Yeah, I forget her last name, but she was Professor Robin's, uh, the professor's wife. See, you've done some things I didn't even know. I mean, I, I used to listen. I used to be down in Houston listening to Tom Jordan all the time. Did you? Mm-hmm. Every day. And uh, on the phone with Tyrone. On the phone with Tyrone. Yeah, yeah. he did a um, a blurb, a testimonial for the book. His name is Brad Sanders and. Yeah, He's I remember him too. Producer of It's Your World. He, yeah, yeah, that was his baby. Yeah, that was him. That was Tom Joyner and J. Anthony Brown. Them were together, and Sybil Wilkes, and all of them were on the. Jetta Jones. Jetta Jones, Myra right? Myra J. Myra J. Yeah. Yeah. Back, I remember them as well, uh, down there. Yeah. Good, good, good. So you kind of well-rounded. You didn't did a lot of stuff. You know, anything in the future? What you looking for? What would you like if you just had to be able to snap your finger? What would you? Where would you want to be? Overlooking the ocean in Malibu, <laughs> my beachfront home. That's what I want. Wouldn't that be nice? I think yeah, that's what most what of us would love. I love that. I tell them all the time. I want to be somewhere on a beach with a pineapple drink. You know, sitting back, kicking back. You know, looking at yeah. a big booty and a smile. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't curse. You know, so. That's what it is. It's fun. 
all in fun. But mm-hmm. um, so, you know, we go through life and, you know, um, things are happening. Kids are growing up and grown and you're kind of at home by yourself. So you're looking for stuff to do. Yeah, I don't need to look for nothing to do. I've been writing this book and working full time for the L.A. County and acting. So I don't hardly be looking for nothing to do. Okay. So you got plenty to got do. Plenty to do. Plenty to do. Speaking of the book, let's move on in that direction right there. You got a book out called Water My Soul. Yes. What made you decide to write this book? Ooh, that's a good question. What made me decide to write it? Really, uh, for the sake of my family legacy. Uh, My family is so wonderful and so, uh, I mean, not that we don't have faults, but I have such a deep-rooted family in love that, um, you know, since I've been a kid, I used to write all my essays about my family. They tell you write about something you, you like. You don't write I about your family. all my now. brothers and sisters, Billy Rowan, Ralph, Linda Rowan, yeah, Ruth, and um, write about each one. So, you know, uh, my grandfather, my mother's father, was enslaved in this country. And so that's big news to say, hey, it's, uh, it's not 400 years ago. It's my grandfather. And so I wanted to write the book to tell the story of the Bowware Yates family and uh, the how we overcome, yeah, how we've overcome. And so it's about faith, family, and race relations. So I talk about each of those. I'm a, a woman of faith, a strong believer, mm-hmm. and um, love family and then race have relations. Have you ever been married? I have been married. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So you strongly family structure, uh, discipline, and things like that. Because you got to have discipline in order to do what you do. Yeah, you know? that's not the fun part. So uh, you're absolutely right. It's, it's mandatory, but it's not fun. But you got to do more. Okay, work. it's not fun. Okay, what's not fun about it? Because that's the real work. Is the discipline? Yeah, you you don't want to do it, but you anything that, that's worth something, cost something, not usually, that I know of. And so I've had to invest in different things, discipline to get up and go to work, discipline to uh, learn the line, discipline to, you know, do the part that's not so fun. Mm-hmm. So you can get to the fun part, get mm-hmm. to the reward. To get to it. Get to yeah, it. Yeah, it feels good when uh, you've gotten to the reward. Yeah. And it's a good feeling, isn't it? It's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Sometime I remember, like, back in my career, like when I was playing with uh, Natalie Cole, Ike and Tina, Bobby Womack or somebody, and I'd be up on that stage, and i say, man, everybody's going to hear this bass guitar, mm-hmm. you know, this rumble in the jungle, and I've got to have it right because everybody's going to hear it. Yeah. You know, I can't be stumbling, you know, stumbling through some notes and bad parts and stuff. Right. So, you know, you got to be on point. You know, you got eighty thousand people out here. I mean, wow. You know, you right. you know, you got to be on point. You know, and she would make us be on point <laughs> because you know she wanted it to be right, mm-hmm. and we all knew how to make it right. You know, so and I understand that any kind of craft that you're into, uh, actor, you know, actor and actresses and entertainers and musicians, and you got to be on point. You yeah, you take, want to be take your craft serious. And don't take it as a plaything. I tell people that, a lot of young people that all the time. 
And you got to do the research. You got to do the investment, you know, so you can be at that other level. And sometimes you got to move around, too. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that? You mean uh, geographically? Geographically. Oh, yeah. You got to go where the meat is. Yeah. You know, and just put yourself in there with the meat. Yeah, and I love moving around anyway, so that's no problem for me. <laughs> you you can you can pack your hat and go. I'm ready. You're ready to move, huh? Mm-hmm. So you said you like New York a lot better than Los Angeles, but you live in Los Angeles. Yeah, I. I Is it Los Angeles where you stay? I around? live in Pasadena. Pasadena. Yeah. I've been up there before too. Yeah. Oh, Pasadena. Rose Bowl. Yeah, Rose Bowl up that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Pasadena. It's quiet, kind of quiet. Quiet. Yeah, it's it's turning kind of foo-foo, she-she now. When you they're say that, to, what you mean? They're trying to go Beverly Hills. They got Tiffany's, and it's just... Oh, really? Oh, yeah, Pasadena. I've oh. been up in there before. They didn't have it then when they I was up there. Now. Kind yeah. of bougie, bougie, uppity, huh? Yeah, but it's still, you know, pretty grounded. Mm-hmm. The councilman and mayor, you can talk to them and tell them what you like, what you don't like, and they'll listen somewhat. That's off the freeway, the Golden. Um, no, it's off the one ten. One ten. The old yeah, freeway. Old one, yeah, right, the one ten freeway. So, how long you been up there in Pasadena? I've been there probably at least eleven years. Oh, so you've been up there for a minute? Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been in uh in um, L. A. since ninety one. Oh, you've been there for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. See, when you moved in 91 to L.A., I moved to Houston in 92. Okay. Mm-hmm. And stayed in Houston up until I've been back here five years now. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're different animals. And I lived out in, I lived out in Hollywood in California, too, so yeah, all that's different. Lived overseas for three years myself, too. Mm-hmm. So I understand, you know, and coming back to Tulsa, I had to retrain myself and re- Redo it, you know, because this is a different animal right here in my hometown, mm-hmm. you know. So I guess you can tell by just coming home, right? Yeah, and I've been coming home, you know. I've, I've I've never stayed away too long. Matter of fact, I left New York and came back here for a few years um, and, and then kind of regrouped before I moved uh, out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, where am I? Before I moved to L.A., <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How, what do you think of Tulsa since you've been gone away? You know, be honest with me. And you come home, and what do you think? Well, I'm excited right now about all of the hope uh, revolving around the acknowledgement of the massacre and mm-hmm. the building up of Greenwood. I was down yesterday. Linda, my sister, took me over there and went to Wanda J's. Yeah, next generation. Yeah, and also to the uh, there's a uh, store convenience store, Angela, I forget her last name. Right next door? Yes. So to see those shops opening up, Frio's, Angela Busby mm-hmm. has. So to see these uh, things happening on the north side is is hopeful. Uh, it's, still, um, it's still a little depressing to see North Tulsa has not developed as a whole over the years, but you I, know, agree. I haven't walked in those shoes, so I can't say mm-hmm. what it should have been, you know. Well, I, I see a lot of uh, gentrification taking place over oh, here, yeah. and uh, I see a lot of uh, uh, blacks not putting their dollars together, not you know, to bring about economic development. Mm-hmm. And so these outside entities come over here, purchase the land, build houses, and they do everything. You know, we don't have enough 
black developers, you know, here in this community who can build these houses and things like that. It's not enough. Got a couple, you know, a couple of guys pretty good. But uh, for the most part, uh, we just don't have it. And then we got people selling their property too. You know, just getting rid of it, selling it for cash, for cash. Yeah, well, that's the whole history behind what you're talking about right now. Oh, yeah, it that's is. That's why we act like that and why we're so behind and all of that. So, well, it's just a conditioning. Yes. You know? Yeah, go back to Willie Lynch. Oh, for sure. Now, <laughs> I didn't have that conversation. Okay. For those of you who don't know who Willie Lynch was, he was the one who trained up the slave masters how to control their slaves. And to you know. pit us against each other yeah, and to tell us not to trust yeah. each other's businesses yeah. and not to go there. That's what he said. He said, and hey, we believed it. You, you pit the light skin against the dark skin, the mother against the father. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a, a, a strategy how to control those slaves. And it was a brainwashing. You know? And it's not that we haven't come out of that and figured out how that that was wrong and we got to rethink and regroup. We've done that. But like Sister Soldier said, whenever you're trying to regroup and raise up and organize and be independent, they will hunt you down. Oh, yeah, it's gonna, they're going to yeah. do that. And so, you know, That's it's just like, not like we're stupid and we didn't know how to get started again. We just have such a uh, institutionalized well, depth of racism that we got to figure well, out. Well, that's systematically controlled. And when yeah. you're in a system that controls the narrative of how you live and give you rules and regulations, because you got to remember something that uh, the Constitution was written without us in mind. So the laws of the land really have been not made by us, you know. And so when you when you're like that, then you gotta you gotta kind of walk on eggshells depending on where you're at because the system's not really designed for you culturally. Well, that's where uh, people like Stacey Abrams comes in, where we change the system. We vote that out. We change, we add amendments to the Constitution. That's we what we you redo do. it. Redo it. So there's no excuse for us not to mm-hmm. figure this out and move forward. You have to change policies. You know, that's why yeah. the local level of voting is more important than the national level because a local level, if you can vote certain people in positions, they can make changes in your community. Right directly yeah. into your community. Yeah. I mean, Biden and President Kamala and all that's fine, but uh, the local level, your city councilors, mm-hmm. your representatives, your you know your, your your senators and stuff who are over in your district, you know, you have to get the right people in there to do the right things. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. important. That's one of the things I was talking about, Pasadena. I have my councilman's uh, number in my phone. I can text him right now right. and say, "Hey, I saw this. Why don't mm-hmm. what happened?" Mm-hmm. You know, and, same here. Yeah. I got them right in my well, phone. We got to so. all do that. Mm-hmm. And you got to use them. See, a lot of times us as a people, we'll know those people by their first name. You know, you know, blah, 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 by the first name and so-and-so by their first name. But we don't know their titles and their positions for what they actually really do. We don't know their job descriptions, you know. So mm-hmm. and we have to learn the job descriptions. So I'm going to vote on Hilda because she stands for this and that, and she is a city councilor, you know, running for city council, and Bob, and she stands for this and that. So I know what she, I know what a city councilor is supposed to do because some of those people we elect, they're not, they're not uh, superheroes. 
you know, to where they can just do anything just because you give them a phone call and something that you want done. There's always a process in the system that you yeah, got to go through. At least they had the guts to run. So that's mm-hmm. what we got to figure out how to run. Go ahead and run. Run for office. Bernard McIntyre did that long time ago. Yeah, no. You know, he showed up and showed out. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's figure out. Put your name on the ballot. Let's whoever you are, whoever you think you are, try it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be perfect or know it all. Just no, you don't. Look, yeah, look at the last president that showed you anyone can get in there. Oh Lord! I mean, you if you have you believe in yourself, write your name there. Go. Mm-hmm. Say what you. I'm think. so glad he out of there. He didn't. He's hush hush. Sorry for bringing that up. I yeah, that, that, you you did something right there, but I apologize. Uh, you know our our current administration seems to be kind of trying to put some things together, working on this COVID deal and uh, things have went down, which the previous president really didn't care about right. at all. Right. You know, people were dying and dying and he really didn't care, you know, selfish. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hopefully we can get to a point to where, and he's got a lot of blacks up there in that White House right now. I mean, some friends of mine who just visited the White House recently came back and told me, they said, man, I ain't never seen no many, that many mm-hmm. black people in the White House. Good to hear. You know? Good to hear. Because we built the White House, but now we inside the White House. So that's a good thing to hear. Well, this book, you know, your book, uh, Water My Soul, mm-hmm. you know, Faith, Family, and Race Relations. Yes. You know, uh, where did the title come from? It was one of the stories uh, in the book, one of the uh, yeah, stories. And my editor, uh, Valerie Mc, McDowell, she, because she, the, the, the title that I had was A Memoir That Must Be Told. That's right. You know, she gave me some titles from some of the stories. In God's Way was an option. Water My Soul. Uh, so I, I went with Water My Soul. That sounds a good title. Yeah, you know, um, it's showing uh, me watering the ancestors. Uh, I designed that cover, and it was important to me to represent these ancestors that uh, that are there and so worthy of respect, acknowledgement, you know, not only here in Tulsa with Black Wall Street uh, Association, but all over the world, they deserved acknowledgement. They deserve acknowledgement, and this hummingbird represents the ancestors for me. Okay, I feel okay, it's a representation right they there. They come to me through a hummingbird many times, mm-hmm. show up in my face, and I know that it's someone crossed over that loves me, and so I want to love back. Uh, Thank them for watering my soul, and I want to water them back now with this book. Mm-hmm. Great creative idea right there. As I look at it, that's nice. You came in here. I said, I said, I saw you coming in here. I said, I don't even know, I don't even know where I can put that. I'm going to have to take it down, take some, some stuff down. But that's your prop right there that you take wherever you're going, right? Yes, I'll be at the Greenwood Cultural Center on Saturdays from two to, I think, maybe four or six. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to have a, a, a something there to show. Yeah, it's nice. Very nice. So your first book, how long did it take you to do it? Way too long. What you mean, like what? How long? Like um, probably seven to ten years. Okay. Yeah. To put everything together? Yeah, because, you know, I had a much more broad-based book that I wrote and uh, 
it took me all those years to needle it down to just these few subjects, faith, family, race relations, because mm-hmm. the book that I really wrote over the last 10 years uh, would be twice as long with twice as many subjects. And uh, a friend of mine, a priest who's gone on now, she said, oh, that's another book, you know, all these other subjects I had. And she said, just put this together. And then that's how this came to be. So how long has your book been out now? It's only been out a few weeks. Just a few weeks. Yeah, that's it's it. on Amazon. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Self-published on Amazon. So they can go to Amazon and get this book. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is a good thing right there. Uh, uh, Water My Soul, Heals the Bowwear. You know, and uh, that's an accomplishment. Thank you. Because a lot of people... Uh, say they want to, man, I'm going to do a book. I'm going to write a book. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm write a, and they never get around to doing it. I'm one of them people. Well, there's that you discipline know. thing, you know, and I'll tell you something helped me. Instead of trying to eat the whole elephant, I did the one bite at a time, and I just asked myself, can you do 15 minutes a day on your book? Can you do that? Were you writing it? Just whatever you want to do. They Sit told out. me to just get a recorder and just talk into Oh, it. that's definitely the way to go. They get your recorder. These but you got to eventually get it written. Yeah, yeah. And give it to a person who can translate it or publish it or something. like. You publish yours yourself. Yeah, yeah, because then I don't want to wait around on somebody to decide if, they sh- if it should be a book. No, it's going to be a book. Here mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I made that decision. I got a dig- little digital hand recorder, and I'm going to start just talking into a start from when I was a kid, work my way up. Yeah, I really, mm-hmm. I really think that's a great thing is to mm-hmm. talk into the recorder. Mm-hmm. So I'm going I'm I'm to give it a shot, you know, and see. Because I want to tell the story, you know. I'm like mm-hmm. you. I mean, uh, you inspire me to do it. Thank you. You know, I'm like, okay. She's done it. And I've had several people who have written books, you know, and I'm like, wow, everybody putting this book out. I haven't seen people uh, that I know that been thugs. <laughs> they, they, they're writing a book. I'm like, yeah. okay, they didn't clean themselves up and writing a book. And I'm yeah. like, okay, bro, you know, so that's a good thing to be able to do. Well, people have a right to hear your story. You know, you have a right to tell it, and people are waiting to hear it. Yeah, it's waiting to hear your story. Yeah, don't deny them. Don't deny the world of the beauty of you and your experience and your mm-hmm. journey. It's worthy. Yeah. yeah, it's worthy to be told. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to tell it. Ooh, am I going to tell it? Okay. I'm going to tell on some people, too. You know? no. <laughs> I'm just joking, you know. But uh, <laughs> that's a, a real good thing, this accomplishment of this book. You know, I was looking at the book, and um, I... Uh, Saw some stuff where you like you were talking about the Wayne State going to school there and other things like that and I was just kind of like wow this is interesting this book so this book has probably about what 145 or some pages or something 30 some pages yeah it's right at 140 huh yeah right at 140 pages you know that's a lot of book right there. Well, a thousand is a lot of books. Well, that's a lot but, of books uh, right there. This yeah. will work for me, yeah. Yeah, this will work for anybody, you know. Keep keep right there for especially the book readers. Now, can they find these? Uh, can they find your book anywhere else besides Amazon right now? Um, not really. I mean, as far as uh, I, ha- I, it's so new. I haven't done some of the things that I will be doing, like. My sister tried to hook me up to do a book signing at Barnes and Noble, but I need yeah, to, Barnes and Noble. Barnes right. and Noble, but I need to go. They said you need to go back on your author website on Amazon and fix up 
how, you know, others can connect in that way, bigger stores. Um, mm-hmm. So once I do that, and I'm going to record the book myself. Oh, so for, for audio. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Well, it's on Kindle right now. You can get it as a Kindle, but I want to do the audio version and then also to connect it to some bookstores like Barnes & Noble. And so that's your mission right now. Yeah, next step. Next step. Mm-hmm. Go to the next thing. So uh, what day is it you're going to be at the Cultural Center again? Saturday. Uh, this Saturday. I know it's at 2 o'clock from, from, from 2 to 6, I believe. Two to six? Uh, yeah, that seems long, but I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's not as long as you get it. That'll go by before you know it. Yeah, I'll be there signing and selling books. That's great. That's a good thing right there. Sign and sell books. Have you uh, been anywhere else, other places, other areas, did any other book signing, or are you just on the beginning of your book signing? Yeah, I got it done just in time for the commemoration. That was the goal, to have it ready for this. So this is sort of the debut, and uh, even here with you, mm-hmm. you know, to debut it. And yeah, because we talked about it for a while and put it all together, and yeah. here we are, you know. And uh, you have some some Tulsa friends here that you grew up with. You want to give a shout out to any of them? Well, my. But I saw some people's names in your book that you did give a shout out to. Yes, well, Regina Tyler uh, is my BFF. We've okay. Been close. To yeah, Regina, she cool. Yeah, Leah Carson. Leah, she, I see her from time to time. Yeah, she was a really good friend of mine. Um, Frankie Jordan is not here. He's in, in Dallas. Dallas, he's, he's a good friend. Mm-hmm. Carlene, we used to run around, Carlene and B.B. Uh-huh. Carlene uh, and B.B. Smith. Yeah, B.B. B.B. was uh, off into some acting and stuff there for a while, too. I don't know what she's doing now. Yeah. She's still acting. She's still acting. and yeah. She's in New York. No, she's in L.A. I, L.A.? I, I run into her at some auditions sometimes. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah. She's married to uh, Fred Johnson, who is a, a, a pretty prolific writer. Okay. Uh-huh. Fred Johnson. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I remember I used to see B.B. on uh, what, Different World or something like mm-hmm. that. She, she's so, an actress. Yeah, back in the day. And acting. We got a few people, you know, who who are doing some things. Uh, I have a best friend here in town, Greta her stone, and so she uh, came in to just be with uh, the family. You know, we're having a family reunion simultaneously with mm-hmm. this commemoration. So right. shout out to Greta Stone. And she just came over here, she, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, she was here today. Mm-hmm. Met you, uh, and of course, all of my family. Ruth, uh, Linda, Marilyn will be in tomorrow. You Billy, got this family reunion. Yeah, right? we got a family reunion going, and Billy, Ronald, and Ralph, my brothers. Uh, none of them were able to make it, so that's that's disappointing. Yeah, I think my mom knew Billy. Yeah. So he's the oldest, isn't he? He's the oldest. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he finished in fifty five. Yeah, that's yeah, fifty five. Is that when your mom? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was one year old. Okay. So that tells you a story. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you a story. Yeah. So. That's great. That's a good thing right there. It seemed like good family unity in the community. Yes. You know, and uh, you guys, what, barbecuing and getting together? Are you just kind of partying around the house? And We're going to be downtown at one of the hotels, so right close to Greenwood, so that we can all, you know, go hang out there and mm-hmm. just doing some touring to some of um, 
specific things in Tulsa that people may not know about the gathering. Mm-hmm. Uh, gathering place. Y- yes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I forget where all my sister has set up a tour, but of course we will be barbecuing and having a big know. dinner. A yeah. big dinner and everybody getting together. And- my dad had a barbecue business, Apache Barbecue, growing up. You know, here on 1522 East Apache, that was my dad's barbecue business before Wilson's got it. Oh, okay, before Wilson's yeah. right there. Yeah. So we all barbecue, and we all love barbecue Y'all have and know how to barbecue. Probably got some good barbecue then, because Wilson's. <laughs> okay. They're gone now. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. Nobody's in that building yeah. anymore. Well, that was my dad's building. Mm-hmm. He started off with a business on Cameron. Matter of fact, he had a hotel on Greenwood and a lot of different... Properties and businesses, apartment buildings on, on Greenwood, huh? All around Greenwood and on Greenwood, and uh, so yeah. Well, entrepreneur, he was doing it the Black Wall Street oh, way. Sure, yeah, he you was know. definitely an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, entrepreneur. What's your dad's name? Benjamin Russell Bowyer. Okay, Benjamin Russell. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, great, great. And your mother? Ruth Tenolia Yates Bowyer. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. Now, the Bowyer and the Yates family kind of hooked up, right? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know a lot of Yates, I don't think. Yeah, is, is it a lot? Not a lot of Yates here left. Yeah. Um, this is the grandfather that was the one that was enslaved. Mm-hmm. He did, my mother was the uh, tw- the 21st child he had. Okay. So yeah. They had big families back then. Yeah. He had two wives, but... Um, the first one died. He brought all the 13 children and had eight more. Okay, wow. Yeah, so... Uh, he was busy, huh? <laughs> wow. Yeah. He mm-hmm. was a great man. He was known for his prayers. He was a farmer and just supposedly a really good man. I never met him because he died in the 40s and in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, my mother and father, Tenolia and Ben, met at Langston. Oh, okay, L.U. Yeah, and a lot of my family has gone there. Ruth. Graduated Langston, so did both her children, Rodney and Jamil, mm-hmm. and uh, you know various people. My daughter went to Langston briefly, and a lot of a host of us have gone to Langston. Langston's a good school, is it? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, you know. A lot of times, what I've noticed that if you're in the state where your school is, your HBCU, so you're living in that state, a lot of people, some of them don't want to go there, you know, and then people from other places. Love it, mm-hmm. coming from out of state, coming to that home school. Kind of like when I lived in Houston, a lot of me, I don't want to go to Texas Southern. You know what I mean? Ah, but people, you want to get away and, and people want to get away new. and find something new, right? Yeah. That's that's the way it kind of went down a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. So I guess you know the college life is something else. You know, it's different. You know, it's first some people's first independence. Yes, out of the home. You know, most people and people gonna bring to their dormitories or wherever they're living basically what they've been taught from mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. I had a friend in Houston, and um, his daughter, she was the only child, and they had this big old house and swimming pool and all that. And so, the daughter never did have to do any chores, any work, any nothing, mm-hmm. and uh, all of her life. And so uh, she got off to college, went to HBCU, and uh, the dorm, what they call them, dorm mothers, paste the floors and check your rooms and stuff, came to her room and told her, 
Say, look, you need to mop your floor. Your floor needs to be mopped. It's dirty. So she had to call her mother and ask her mother, how do you mop a floor? How do you mop the floor? How do what do I do I need to do mm-hmm. to mop that floor? So that goes back to say that we have to teach our children and our young how to be responsible and how to do things, you know, because I remember, man, you had to make up your bed, empty the trash, wash the dishes, cut the grass. You had to do all of it. And it wasn't a wasn't a question about it. You just had to do it. That's why Michelle Obama made Sasha and Malia make up their beds in the White House. She made them do it, yes, didn't she? Yes, because she don't want them to be like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Even in the White House. Can't crack an egg. Yeah, right. Can't, can't boil water, like you said. Can't do anything. Now, um, a lot of young people don't do a lot of the skill sets that we once did and we once grew up with. It's a different day, different time, I understand. But do you think by them not knowing how kind of hinders their growth? Um, that's an interesting way to put it. Hinders the growth, um, hinders development. Yeah, because uh, development. Yeah, growth. because uh, I I was pretty spoiled too. Oh, were you? Absolutely. You didn't and, have to do nothing, huh? Well, I didn't have to do some of the things my siblings did because my mother passed when I was pretty young. Oh, okay. So I just kind of was not. I was given. The, they were help raising you. Huh? Yeah, and so I was not held to the same standards that my mother and father gave them. and But I bet you I learned later mm-hmm. when I ran into the brick walls. Mm-hmm. And um, I talk about that in the book a little bit. A friend told my friend, I'm, I, you know, I'm so, I was so spoiled. She said, yeah, but you can, come, you can overcome being spoiled. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have done a lot of work with that, mm-hmm. overcoming being spoiled. Yeah. So you, can yeah. Do, you can do that. You can overcome yeah, being small will keep you in a whole uh, situ- a situation that's difficult. That's very leave you very unhappy because mm-hmm. nobody's thinking about you. Think the world revolves around you, and then it doesn't. You feel feel entitled entitlement, you know, <laughs> and it's not that. It's confusing. Oh my my goodness, you know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, um, when you're in California, say you're in Pasadena, do you get out much? You know, I stay in Pasadena quite a bit. I get out and walk the Rose Bowl most every day. And, okay. Uh, that's kind of like a ritual. And because I work from home as a county worker, um, you know, I don't I have to leave too much. I, oh, I you just working from the house. Huh? Work from the house, but I have to go visit, you know, the uh, foster or adopt parents and the children and do reports. But um, other than that, because of COVID, you know, no, I don't go nowhere. Yeah, COVID kind of knocked some people and made some people stay in the house. Yeah, before that, I would get out and go a lot of places, go to my uh, agency. They have a lot of big parties and stuff, and mm-hmm. I go and take, you know, my daughter Winter is an actress, and so I take oh, her. Oh, she's an actress yeah, too, huh? Yeah, she puts me to shame. Oh, really? Yeah. She's she can get it, huh? Winter Williams, yeah. Wow. She's, so we expect to be hearing from her pretty soon, You huh? will. She's, she's uh, on her way. How old is she? I don't want to tell her age. She might not want it known, okay. but um, uh-huh. she's in her 30s. Okay. Yeah. It's still good. Oh, yeah. Any age is mm-hmm. good, but mm-hmm. it's not for me to tell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So you, um, so when you leave Tulsa, the Centennial, and with your folks and stuff, you're going back home. Is there any, any type of acting work lined up for you? Or you still got to? Kind of see what's out there. You know, I'm constantly auditioning. I had to do two auditions before I got on the plane. And uh, 
you know, that's discipline. Like I was, I didn't go to bed till 2 a.m. the night before I caught the flight here because I had to get these auditions in. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, are, what are they like? You know, do they ask you to read a script or something? Uh, well, they give you your sides. That's what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Is the part they want to hear you do mm-hmm. out of the script. And so, um, you know, you can, because you're at home now doing them, you can do it over and over till you feel so like you like it. It's a group of people that's listening to you. You have a, re- uh, yeah, producers and all that will see the tape and decide the casting director will send the best of who they think, and then the producers will choose from that. But um, we'll, I don't know how we got on this about the auditions, but anyway, I was doing these auditions, and uh, I hoped to book something uh, from that. It was a feature film, a lead role for a feature film, and a TV show uh, on CBS that uh, the audition was for. And every week I have sometime up to 10 auditions. Do you? Yeah. And That's so, quite a few. Yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, you have to put all those irons in the fire for any of them, for one or two to get hot and burn. So that's a lot of work. But I enjoy the auditions for the most part. Yeah, you said that earlier, yeah, how you enjoy I do. those auditions. The more, the better, huh? Maria, huh? Yeah, as long as, you know, it's something substantial. I, I, I told my agent recently I don't really want to even try out for commercials anymore. It's too much work. And commercials for me, yeah, I can't. Well, okay, what's the hard part about it? That I haven't been booking them, and I'm doing all that work. Mm-hmm. So let's see what's going to work for me. Television is working, so that's what I'd like to. But not just a regular commercial, huh? No, I, I have not had a lot of good success with commercials. Why is that? I don't know. Let's dig deep. Because they're so short. I mean, commercials are just. What, I don't know. A lot of times, ten seconds, like five union, seconds, or something. And uh, they don't. They. I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, I, I want to do you television don't prefer, and feature films. You still prefer doing them? I don't. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start cutting those out, and that'll give free up a have lot you, of Have you time. done any before? Yeah, I have. Do you think that we may know? It was a company I didn't know called Myers, and I guess it's pretty big all over the uh, East Coast. And it's somewhere, some places in California, but it's like a Walmart. Mm-hmm. And um, it's pretty big for Myers. I did that. That was the last one I, I did. I've done some other little small ones, mm. but uh, no national ones that are well. Yeah, no national ones for big companies. Yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're just gonna. Well, once again, I got. It's time for me to pay some more of these bills. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so you guys stick around. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Hilda Bowyer is in the house. And she's running it all down. Uh, you can dial the number if you want to talk to Hilda. The number is 646-716-5525. And press the one button if you want to talk to Hilda on the Bobby Eaton Show. All right. Hello, Tulsa. This is Janetta Cole with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. Every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry out only if you can call 918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janice. Thank you. 
Last stop, lawn maintenance and landscaping is hiring today. Must have a valid driver's license and must have a two years verifiable experience mowing and lawn maintenance with the company. Strict attendance policy is required. Honest, dependable, and team-oriented. No sex offenses or crime against children. Must apply online at www.laststoplawnmaintenance.com. Apply today. We're ready for life beyond COVID-19, beyond boundaries. And the vaccine is our best shot at getting there. Walk in for a free COVID-19 vaccine at the Community Vaccination Center, located at the Tulsa Community College Northeast Campus. P&J Publishing Incorporated announces a new book release, The Entrepreneurial Woman. The World is Your Playground by Angela K. Chambers, MES. Available right now for pre-order at payhip.com slash B slash N B-A-C. The book release is set to hit June 1st, 2020. If you're ready to publish your book, visit us online at www.pnjpublishing.com. Unleash that book that's inside of you with PNJ Publishing. Everybody's talking about you and your Tulsa Transit is excited to introduce the Route 969 Workforce Express Network. The new Highway 169 Corridor Job Shuttle, WEN, is a fixed route service offering access from North Tulsa and Turley. Stops include Macy's, Amazon, Whirlpool, and Port of Catoosa. Save time and money when you ride the WEN Route 969. And for your protection, buses are clean daily. Visit tulsatransit.org for more details. All right. Hey, we're back on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Heal the bowware in the house. And, uh, you know, when I was coming up and we were at Booger T, everybody knew you as Kathy. Yeah. That was Kathy. Mm-hmm. Kathy Bowware. Kathy Bowware. That's all you heard. You never heard of Hilda. So you, what happened? Did you just use your middle name in high school? Yeah. Which was Kathleen? Yeah, I, uh, Kathy came from Kathleen. I had to. Hilda was, uh, I talk about it in my book. It was the um, the target of, of every bully's. <laughs> <laughs> every bully's, huh? Yeah, because Hilda the mage, you had Hilda the witch, all these Hildas, Broom Hilda. It was Broom Hilda. So I was terrorized by that name, like Hilda. Connected to bad stuff, is that what oh you were saying? Oh, my God. Well, people did, the kids did, like Hilda. Mm-hmm. Even when I came home from the hospital, my brother said that it was, they were very upset. Like, why would you do that? Why would you name her Hilda? To and, your mother and father? Yes. Like, why do y'all call her Hilda? Yeah, uh-huh. My mother said she knew a beautiful woman named Hilda. But anyway, I ran from that name and just used Kathy because my siblings started calling me that. Started uh, calling you Kathy? Kathy, yeah. And so I used Kathy until I got to Spelman College, and then I walked into Hilda. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always been my first name, so it comes up anytime any records are done. Hilda's going to show up. Hilda's going to show up as the first name. They're going to call out Hilda mm-hmm. if they see my name. And mm-hmm. um, so then I I learned to walk well with that name. It means warrior maiden. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kathleen yeah. means pure. So I, I Yeah, because we never knew that in school. You know, we never knew. When I seen Hilda Bower, I said, now, who is that? Now, that's got to be somebody else. 
you know, but it was you. It was me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind anybody calling me Kathy. It doesn't bother me. It just lets me know we go back. Mm-hmm. Kathy Bowie. Way back, yeah. Yeah, go back, way back. That's a good thing right there. Mm-hmm. So, But you made that transition and went back to your name. Now you're standing proud with Hilda. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and I know my mother would be proud of that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Standing proud with it. Uh, you never worked upon a Kathy, huh? I'd say back early in the days when I was uh, first doing those plays, like with Sam Jackson, I was Kathy. on the billboard, I think it's 50 Ball, where, yeah, like mm-hmm. the first few plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a lot of the plays, actually, back in the, in the, back in those days. the 70s. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, which is a good thing. What you do for fun, lady? What is it? What is that? That Hill the Bowyer does for fun. What do you do to keep yourself laughing and keep things going and, you know, be out here and over there? You know, you're in sunny California, so the weather's yeah. perfect. I love you know. the water. I love the ocean. So I really, I got out there and started surfing in my 40s. Surfing? Yeah, I did. Board oh, surfing. Oh. I don't do it anymore, but that was th- one of the most thrilling things I've ever done. Surfing on that water. Surfing huh? on that water. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And I love boating, you know, anytime I can get on anybody's boat, I'm there. Um, anything to do with the water, I really enjoy. Water, huh? And, uh, yeah, I like to I like to go to different events. To I really like entertaining and being around friends and especially so, artists. So do you entertain at your home? When it's not COVID, yeah. <laughs> when it's not COVID. Mm-hmm. So we're easing back now. Maybe yeah. I can get back to it. But, yeah, I love to entertain. Entertain. Mm-hmm. What do you set up at the house? What you do? Food. Good food. Ooh, Bobby, I cook. I love to cook. You I, love to cook? Oh, my God. I cook every day. Every day that I'm home, I cook. And I'm not talking about putting a pizza in the oven. I'm talking about cooking. collard greens. or. Oh, you do, so you do some soul food and all of that, huh? Yeah, or, you know, healthy food, too. Healthy food stuff. Yeah. yeah. I love I love it all. Yeah, pastas and stuff like that. I'm not big on pasta. I'm not a big okay. pasta girl, but I do like to bake cakes. And, cakes. Oh, so you're a baker. I bake certain foods. My uh, Ruth is a great cook. My sister Ruth and I have a cousin, Hope Margaret, that is the cook of our. So you guys correspond and, and they talk. Teach me, yeah, teach what, you what to do. Cook, uh, red velvet uh, pound cakes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I love to cook vegetables, and I love to grill. We have a really nice setup where I live for grilling, so I'm down there a lot grilling. Mm-hmm. You grill? Do you do? I uh, ever do real shrimp? Absolutely. I I told I'll you. Put, boy, I'm good at it. You know what I grilled the other day was um, uh, I grilled a lot of vegetables. I grilled some sweet potatoes and onions and Brussels smoked sprouts. Smoked on the grill, huh? Smoked all that on the grill and uh, artichokes. Woo! Yeah, that's unusual, different kind of grilling. Yeah. And a lot of uh, black people don't know how to put that stuff on the grill. You know, we'll put some steaks on there. We'll put some barbecue and some brisket mm-hmm. and stuff. But that other that's stuff, it. yeah, that's the main stuff that I like to do. Yeah. Something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll grill sometimes. I grill, too. I get out there and whip it all up and, you know, whip up some uh, shrimp, you know, with some broccoli and all of that together and mm-hmm. mixed in and. Sure is good. Alfredo yeah. sauce or something mixed in with it, <laughs> you know, so it's all good. And it's a good thing to know. I wish, okay, if you guys are listening on uh, Blog Talk Radio, the 
5525. I want you to press that one button right now. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for someone to press that one button. There we go. So let's go to the phone lines and see who this is. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Hi, how are you? This is Glennis. I was just I heard Hilda mention the, the her book. Where is the where can we get the book? Where is it available? And will it be available at the um at the fair this weekend? Hey Glennis. Yes, it will be available at the Cultural Greenwood Center uh on Saturday. I'll be there from two to six signing books. Uh, in the lobby area, and also you can get it on Amazon.com. Just go on Amazon and type in Water My Soul, and it should pop up. Um, look, there, there's another. Oh, sounds like a boo-boo. You still there, caller? Yes, excellent. Thank you so much. And what time is the affair? What time is the book signing? Two o'clock. I'll be there two for several hours afterwards, um, the Greenwood Cultural Center on Greenwood. uh, And I can purchase the book there as well. You sure can. And I look forward to having uh, all of you come out and see me and purchase the book, and I'll be happy to sign it. Excellent. Thank you so much. I appreciate all that you're All right. Hilda Bowery over here in the house. Uh, All you need to do is 646-716-5525. Press that one button to talk to Hilda Bower. I know some of you guys uh, are just, you know, wanting to talk to her. So we want to do that. Meanwhile, uh, going back to um, being up there in Hollywood and being all around these entertainers and people and stuff like that, you got an agent, you got a manager, you got all of these entities and things going on. Do you kind of specify what you are looking for to them, or do they just take it upon themselves to go look for your work? That's a good question. Um, I tell them what I'm going to do and what I ain't going to do, <laughs> pretty much. But, okay. Uh, you know, uh, I'm pretty broad in terms of what I will do. Um, so that sometimes I've been pegged. Uh, since a child with a lot of older roles. When I was 12 years old, I was drawing lines, trying to make myself look old. Now I'm drawing them, trying to get them off to lift my face. But Mm -hmm. I get uh, a lot of older grandma roles. But then, uh, you know, I let them know I'm I'm open and looking for other roles as well. Mm -hmm. So those come through too. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty open. There's not much that I won't do, except I don't like horror. And I let them know don't give me any horror films. You don't be in no monster movies. I don't like that. Yeah. Let's try this number. I don't know if we've been here before, but let's try it again. 405-923. Are you still there? Hello? 405-923. Are you still there? Well, I heard them, so obviously they didn't want to say anything. Okay. Yeah. So you won't do any horror films. No, I don't like horror. I don't want to fill my fear with that. Yeah, I can understand why. You want something bubbling and up-spirited and feeling good. and Just something with meaning other than I'm going to scare you to death. Mm-hmm. So you, um, 
you take on roles. You said the last role you took on was playing the part of a grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tell us about her. Well, uh, she... I can't tell too much. I will say to watch this Thursday night and the following Thursday night, and then you'll understand a lot about her. But if I go into too much about her, then I'll tell you get in trouble. Okay. It hasn't aired yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's a fun role. It's going to be real cute. Real cute, real mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. And, you know, you got to have fun. Keep fun in it, you know, because it's you, you yeah. know, so things like that. Somebody, I remember... Uh, you were on TV, something. Somebody texted me and said you was on TV or something like that. I said, well, what? And I tried to, by, by that time, you weren't on TV, <laughs> you know, so. So is there a website, a phone number, or how people can get in touch with you? You mean to hire me? Yeah, well, to just get in touch with you, to hire you, to do whatever's necessary, uh, how to contact you mm-hmm. uh, throughout this globe. Yeah, let me uh, put my agent's number there. Uh, my agent is Myron Arslan, and he has believed in me and stood by me when I wouldn't stand by myself. So mm-hmm. I, I really, really appreciate him. His name is Myron Arslan, and he and I'm with MJB Talent Agency. Is there a number yeah, that they can reach number. you? Three two three six six one nine eight Six one three two three six five one nine eight six one, or you can email him at Myron at mjbtalentagency.com. M Y R E O N Myron at mjbtalentagency.com. Mm-hmm. Where did you find him at? He found me. Okay. I had gotten so disgusted with not being able to get a part that I decided, you know what, it's over. I quit. Oh really? You I came. Did. You came to that I point to where you're going to quit. Because it was just. It was like enough is enough, and too much is what? Too is foolish. Is it, was it the fact that you weren't getting the role? Yeah, I was doing all this work and nothing was opening. So I said, you know, I'm going to back off because uh, you ride a horse for ten years and it, it's, it's not going the way you're right. Yeah. So was it? So he called me out of the blue and said, "Hello." Uh, Myron Arslan, and just wondered, you know, if you needed representation. I said, who is this? Because I thought, it was, I didn't know what to think. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, talent agent, and wondering, I saw you work, and wondered if uh, you needed representation. And I still didn't really believe it would be an agent just calling me. And so I was like, oh, are you trying to get some money? You know, want to know what is his part? He's like, no, I just wonder. So I, he talked me into meeting with him, and that's who this is, who has brought me through and he's always like, who got you that? Who got you that? Who got you that? Mm-hmm. So he's given me a lot of work, and he has been doing that for about 12 years now. Okay, you guys have been hooked ever since, huh? Yes, that was that was my my call to work was him. Mm-hmm. That's good to have people like that who believe in you and what you're doing and be with them that long. But you know what the lesson is? As soon as you get ready to walk away, that's when you need to stay. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. So you were about to walk away a few times? Just that time. Just mm-hmm. that time is that I told my sister Linda, I said, I'm not doing any more plays. She said, don't say that, you know. But I meant that. I was like, it's over. And you haven't done any more, huh? Well, I, when I said that, I meant I'm not doing any more acting. I'm not investing anymore. And that's when I got that call, like within uh, that few days or that week. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. It's interesting. You, you got the call. Well, that's how things work. That's what I'm saying. You got to hang in there when it going gets tough. Tough get going. Stand after having done all the stand, stand, and that's when the breakthrough might come. But don't give up at the at the eleventh hour, mm-hmm. like I was trying I'm, to do. I'm gonna get a little personal right now. Okay. Just a little bit. Dating. I'm not dating at this moment. Okay. No, I'm not. Not dating. No one is special in your life. Not at this moment. <laughs> you're not at this moment. Not at this moment. Uh, do you think you'll ever uh, remarry or something? Are you looking for? Oh, all things are possible now. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you consider that? that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just haven't met the right person to. So, what kind of guy yeah. would you be interested in? Well, we're not gonna get all that person. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, a nice guy who's you know, dress nice, smell nice, or whatever. I mean, you know, What's some basic. Get close to that microphone right there. Okay, what's important to me is uh, intelligence. Okay, intellect. Uh, yeah, well, it doesn't have to be an intellect, but you need to well, have, intelligence. have a decent, conversation. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, even beyond that or before that would be the love of God. Mm-hmm. That's that's most important. Number one. You better love you. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More than yourself and more than me. Mm-hmm. So those those are important. Those are qualities. And, and, and witty. I love, I love humor. Mm-hmm. So I need somebody who can make understand you laugh. me, yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty uh, mm-hmm. witty and come funny. tickle you from the side or something, huh? Just make me laugh. To make you laugh. Make me laugh. Fun. Have fun. Get me. I want somebody that gets me. Mm-hmm. That's good. And he's out there. You know, he's out there. So you know, they tell me that all the time. Bobby, you need you a, a lady or a lady friend. You don't have no lady friend. I said, well, you know, I'm boy. She gonna walk through that door one day. You know, I'm going to wait. You know, there's some characteristics and some things that I know I require, you know, in order to deal with me. <laughs> you know, it's that's a special project, you know. But, you know, we have to just kind of be steadfast and just, you know, take it easy. You know, I've been married twice. So, have you? Yeah, it's been two times. I've done it twice. And I said, man, I'm like, Ooh, I ain't going to do it again. But you never, I don't know what the noise was. But uh, you never know. What God has in store for you. Right. You know, you just don't never know. And love yourself. You want a relationship, work on yourself. Yeah. So just keep working on you. That's what I tell me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you draw the right person. In your direction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, hey, we're on the Bobby Eaton Show. We got a few more minutes left on the show. Okay? Okay. And um, moving forward, you're going to be at the Greenwood cultural center what day and what time saturday uh at two o'clock now let's see what date is saturday i think that's may 28th but let me just double check saturday uh at the greenwood cultural arts center that's the 29th isn't it saturday is the 29th you're right Mm -hmm. so saturday the 29th at the greenwood cultural arts center Two o'clock. I think it's two to six. Uh, You're gonna be up there books. signing books, huh? Yeah. How and much that, is how much is your book? The book is twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. Yeah. Someone can purchase the book and get you to sign it. Yeah. And actually, you know, someone asked earlier, where else can you get the books besides Amazon.com? And I'm actually gonna have them sold at the convenience store next to Wanda J's. They'll be there as well to purchase in case you don't make it on Saturday. You'll be able to go there to to, to so buy. So you're gonna the put book. some on confinement right there. Yes. 
Uh-huh. So people can buy your book right there after even after you're gone, huh? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds good. I hope you will. Yeah. Well, we're going to, let's see, I'm not going to go too much further. Uh, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule thank you. to come here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get you back. You know, you're in town for a few days. So maybe I can get you on uh, one of the other shows as well, you know, for a few minutes, drop in and things like that. So uh, it's always a good thing. So I want you to do that. Okay? Well, Bobby, I respect you and I uh, appreciate you and I'm grateful for your extension of love on this show. Well, hey, we love you and thank you too. And uh, until the next time, I want you to have a good one, okay? Thank you. All right. Hilda Bowyer, you guys, here on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our our way. Her book, Water My Soul. Look for her on uh, NCIS, isn't that Thursday? Uh, Gray's Anatomy. Gray's Anatomy Anatomy this coming Thursday. Look for her there. And, man, she's making some waves. So, well, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show, like I said, where we tell our stories our way. Go down on Greenwood. You know, get involved, uh, go down there and learn some history, take one of those tours down there that they've got going on down on Greenwood. And remember your purpose for coming here for the 100 uh, centennial. It's not just a big party. Come down here and have a big party. Yeah, People died, so we may live. You know, we're standing on those shoulders right here. So until the next time, have a good one, okay?
The only reason I'm seeing ya is to get what I've missed at home. Now she pushed me to the arms of another, and that won't come you. But if you can't get it together, babe, I'll have to find somebody new. Cause I can yell at the house. Mm. I don't need a cancer from you. She's always running her mouth, always talking. Now you're doing the same thing that she do. Now see, what we have here is clearly a failure to communicate. You know, when we started this thing out, everything was lovely, everything was fine. But now you just don't do nothing. Why don't you get up and go in the kitchen and wash the dishes or something? Flip a pancake, scramble an egg or something. Fold these clothes up that been laying around for three weeks. Man, we got to do something about this. But now things are changing. Because every time I turn around, I see me getting into it with you. Whoa, whoa. I don't need to get it from you. Oh, yeah. She's always running her mouth, always talking. Now you're doing the same thing that she do. I can get yeah, yeah, yeah. All giving me hell, 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 all going through hell, 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 keep giving me hell, 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 I can get hell at the house, mm-hmm. I don't need to get it from you, oh yeah. She's always running her mouth, always talking, baby. Same thing that she do. Mm-hmm. I can get hell at the house. Mm-hmm. I don't need to get it from you. Mm-hmm. She's always running her mouth. Same thing that you do. Yeah. Uh, I can get This is KBOB 89.9 FM, Tulsa, and now streaming 24-7, live from the Eden Media Studio, 24-7 live at KBOB899.com.
ready for life beyond COVID-19, beyond boundaries, and the vaccine is our best shot at getting there. Walk in for a free COVID-19 vaccine at the Community Vaccination Center, located at the Tulsa Community College Northeast Campus. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Lester Troutman. It's Zap Troutman. the group Zap. And when we in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we always listen to...
see the curtains hanging in the window in the evening on a Friday night. Little light is shining through the window, lets me know everything's alright. Summer breeze makes me feel fine, rolling through the jasmine in my mind. Summer breeze makes me feel fine. Going through the desert in my mind. 